The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975, you can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Talked a little bit about uh, your Texans general manager, Nick. We talked a little bit about... Uh, uh, we're trying to find a better word than porch pirates because pirates are cool. So I, I think we're close on that. And uh, I reached out an olive branch to seat recliners, and they still want to be evil and, and be pedophiles, so... Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I just want to put it on record. I think pedophiles are worse than seat recliners. Well, I mean, they're they're the same thing. I don't they're, think they're, they're the same. same. I don't think it's a tie. No, they're I, the same I, people. Anybody who does that is definitely a pedophile. <laughs> let's let's be honest. So, uh, yeah. All right, pedophiles are a little worse, but I still put you in the same box of hate. All right. Yeah that that little box of hate that uh, you know that goes there like any well, yeah, pedophiles, murderers, rapists. Seat recliners, anyone in the Texans front office. That's pretty much in my <laughs> box, on. my main box of hate. All right. Well, yeah, it's probably not fair to put the Texans guys in there. They're in my box of dislike. That that's more I, like actually it. they're in my. I mean, they're in my box of I don't care because they're dumb. I don't want any. I don't want to deal with dumbs. So, that's why I asked. Do you agree even when you're in economy plus or first class where you can recline a lot more and the people have more space? No, that's perfectly fine if you're in first class. There's yeah. plenty of room, yeah. If I'm in first no, class but you know and what, the though? person in front of me reclines, it doesn't even touch my legs. Yeah, you don't even notice it. Now, I, I will still look back and ask if I'm going to do it, even though they got plenty of room. I don't, because I already know. Yeah. But, and also, I'm not the nicest really, guy either. I don't need to recline in first class. I, I don't either. So... um. I'll be honest. If I was the only person on a plane, I don't think I'd recline because I get no joy from reclining. Well, I mean, I just get comfortable, and if I want to sleep, I can sleep sitting straight up. I have no problem with that. I I, I tell you the I've gotten to where I prefer the uh, the window seat to the aisle seat. I used to always like the aisle seat, but now I like the window seat because I just lay on the window and sleep. See, I, I prefer the aisle seat because technically I have more room. But I guarantee you I'm getting my arm bashed by the cart when it goes by. That happens to me a lot. Um, but the the saddest thing I've ever seen on a flight, and I didn't even know these things existed. Do you know they have seatbelt extenders for people who are too big to put on the seatbelt? I'm not shocked by that, certainly. Uh, I was like flying. I don't know. I think I was flying to Vegas. And the guy next to me asked for an extender. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I, and he was he was a great big fat person. Yeah. No question. And, uh, yeah, it was a seatbelt extender to go around his gut. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's sad. That's hot. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, that, I'm never going to get that, uh, that fat. So, uh, seven. Don't one, count yourself out of this one yet, Fred. You never know. 
and uh, you've got time. And the 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 guy who called earlier says, "Sorry for my phone breaking up. If you really don't want me to recline on you, then sit in the exit row where you can't recline." So every other person on the plane has to go try to get in the exit row to make you happy. I would love to get in the exit row every time, but it's not always possible. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, man, but you're you're a horrible human being. But honestly, that that's why like everyone feels so entitled. Like, and that's why you should. If you want to be a recliner, you should have to pay for first class. Yeah, and then you've entitled yourself. You've paid you like you've paid more than a regular person, so you should be able to recline and and inconvenience whoever you feel like inconveniencing. But when you're in a regular uh, seat, you're inconveniencing the person behind you, and you're in, you're invading their space, and it's terrible. But that's all right. You don't have to think about other people. Just think about yourself. That's that's what you do. But hey, I I tried to I tried to extend an olive branch. I didn't want war. I want I want peace. I'm a peaceful person. But if if we must have war, then we're going to fight it to win. It's that simple. So, yes, my knees will be in your back the entire damn trip if you pull that with me. Shaking violently. Yeah. And you don't like that? Oh, well, sorry. Oh, I'll say. Sorry, it's your right to recline. I paid for this leg room. I can shake my legs if I want to. So I have restless leg syndrome, and now you're yes. discriminating against me. Oh, and, and now, and, and if it's this guy in particular, I'm also going to develop some, you know, twitchy muscle problem. <laughs> where, oh, sorry, my knee goes. Oh, yeah. <sighs> and, and you know, you guys who keep saying, well, I pay this much for a seat. I get the right to recline. You're, you're totally missing the point, dude. You're, you're Hitler. You're the Nazis. And at some point... I hope that the Nazis looked at themselves and said, you know what? We're the bad guys. Maybe we should stop Nazis. I don't think they ever did, though. No, I think a lot of them did. Now, not the, not the, the big dogs who... Like, I think they only did when evil. they were faced with, with like imminent death. Well, maybe that's, that's what we need to do. <laughs> is we win the war, and then they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe we're evil. Maybe we're the bad guys. That's what you are. It's okay. You can you can come around, you can change. But you know what the Nazis didn't do? They didn't negotiate. And you're not negotiating, and here I am trying to negotiate with you to save your life. But no, that's okay. You want to be Nazis, you go right ahead. Good luck. 713-780 ESPN your number 713-780-3776. Really, people don't like being called Nazis. Why is that? Cuz Nazis are bad. Okay, that's my point. That's my point. And now you have to look at yourself and say, ooh, you know, that's uh, some self, some self truth. Yeah. People don't like that. No, that's okay. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. All right. We can, we can move on. I have, uh, I have all kinds of stuff we can do today. I've got some movie stuff. I got some sports stuff. I got some, uh, I, I, I wanted to follow up on something. That we talked because we talked a little bit about the, uh, the the whole thing with the Royals and Meghan Markle and racism and all yes. that. Yes. Well, obviously, the Oprah interview was a big deal in England when they put it on TV. Apparently, you know what they don't do in England? Brush their teeth. Well, that too. <laughs> uh, but they they don't have pharmaceutical ads in England. Oh really? So they were. That's getting, actually kind of nice. I hate those. Oh, ads. I do too. Because every single one of them starts off with, 
Uh, you know, they go in when they, I mean, like the first 15 seconds of the commercial is about feel better about your type 2 diabetes. The, sim- the symptoms from the medication are almost always worse than the well, actual yeah, because, illness. And the, that part of the commercial is the longest part where they're listening. May cause this, may cause this, may cause death. You know, don't take this if you die. You know, I mean, it, 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 and, and so apparently a lot of Brits were seeing this for the first time and they're just like having the same reaction we are. And it's so funny because I got one of the medications I'm on. I, I saw a commercial for it and it said may cause low blood sugar. That's what I take it for. <laughs> so it might work. Also, supposedly may cause weight loss. Uh, that one hasn't worked yet. Come on. I'm waiting. Help me out with that. But, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there's all kinds of great comments from the Brits on this. And, uh, like I can't understand why American TV ads are like, ask your doctor for or tell your doctor. Why the bleep would you be the one to tell a doctor what medicine to give you? That's a good point. Maybe I'm too European to get it, but <laughs> that's true. Uh, th- those commercials all do that. I-, I hadn't even thought of that. It's like, well, ask your doctor to try that. What? No, my doctor should be telling me yeah. I need to try this. It's like, okay, doctor, I'm going to you because I'm ill. I want you to give me a medicine. What do you think would be great? I saw this commercial the other day. Maybe we'll try it. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in. Um, I'm guessing this Omega man on Twitch is a seat recliner who doesn't like being called a Nazi. Thank God. Can we please move on? No, I'm going back to it now because I want to and I can and it's my show. So there. And you know what? Yeah, I am going to put him in the same box with a pedophile. Congratulations. You're in that same box. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. Yeah, when you say move on guy, move on guy is the worst. Move on guy is is as bad as nobody cares guy because nobody cares guy means he doesn't care. Right. And guess what? I don't really give a rat's ass. We got a lot of other listeners who do care. So there. But move on guy. No. When When you get AJ's job and you can be program director... Then you can tell us when to move on. How's that? Uh, sometimes. My contract's up at the end of the year, so, I mean, that may happen. No, that is That true. guy might get my job. Uh, There's yeah. potential there. So, somebody said, so what you're saying is Easterby reclines. Yeah. You really <laughs> want to be like Jack Easterby? One fish, two fish. That's <laughs> funny right there. Yeah. Oh, somebody nailed it. Porch Nazis. That's a good idea. That brings everything together. Yeah, uh, Full circle. 936, congratulations. I think that's it. You're a porch Nazi if you're stealing people's packages. So there. Apparently, somebody says, United States and New Zealand are the only countries that have pharmaceutical commercials. I wish we could get rid of that. Uh, I do, too. It just makes me uncomfortable. Well, and especially because, like, you know, I watch a lot of, like, Law & Order and Chicago PD reruns and stuff like that. And apparently the target audience for those is 85-year-olds who need catheters. Like, there's catheter commercials. Which I'm like, oh, my God, really? Uh, and then, like, what's your favorite catheter brand? Uh, you know, I, I tend <laughs> to try to flip the channel whenever. Because th- just the word catheter, knowing what, where you have to put it, it, it kind of freaks me out. It's it's one of those cringe words. Yeah, I see Aaron in there cringing. So it turns me on, but what I mean to each his own. Yeah, we're not kink shaming you. 
I'm sorry. I'm into some weird stuff. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever you like. Uh, somebody asked, is Kirksey any good? They, they did sign him today. Um, and no, I did not take a point off for Hargraves because I think they got him pretty cheap for a guy who's going to. He sucks, though. If he's your fourth guy, fine. He won't be. That's well, what it, they're planning on, but he won't be. He'll end up starting. And we don't want to see that. But uh, Christian Kirksey, one-year deal worth up to $4.5 million. And uh, yeah, he's he's okay. I mean, he's basically, uh, I mean, I, I would say he's a functional NFL linebacker. They've had worse. Yeah. God, Hargrave started all 16 games last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they might say they don't plan on him starting, but he'll end up starting because that's what they are. Hmm. Uh, what is the max number of wins Deshaun ever gets in a season? Well, he won 11, but two years ago? I'll say that's the number. Okay. Because I think when they trade him, things are going to go south. For him? Yeah, for everybody. I think it depends on where he goes. I mean, if they trade him to Miami, that that could be a 12-win team. Could be, unless his knee goes. Yeah, I like how now that Deshaun is might be traded, all of a sudden you're worried about his knee again. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying, pe- people like you who always say, oh, he may never be the same, he's injury prone. Okay, well, if he's injury prone, he'll go get injured. There. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Let's talk a little new brakes. And, uh, man, if you haven't used them yet, you need your brakes fixed, get, just go to newbrakes.com. It's real simple. The... I had one guy tell me they had to repair their mom's car. They couldn't be better guys. I, I get the su- super nice and quick, uh, quick and very reasonable. Thanks for letting me know about them. That's the kind of stuff I hear from blisters all the time when it comes to new brakes. And they're a mobile brake repair service. They come to you 20 to 50% more affordable than shops and dealers on average. And they're backed by a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty. And these guys are great. They do terrific work. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to newbrakes.com, and that's in you breaks.com make sure you mention espn you're going to get 10 percent off your service they're going to get right back to you with an instant online quote from their break experts and then they'll reach out learn more within a couple of minutes they'll set it up and what they say you're going to pay that's it you're not paying more than that newbreaks.com n-u-b-r-a-k-e-s.com mention nb mention mention espn and you'll get 10 percent off your service newbreaks.com n-u-b-r-a-k-e-s.com I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. So it's gonna be forever. Or it's gonna go down in flames. You can tell me when it's over. If the heart was worth the pain. Got a long list of us, all burners. I'll tell you what we say. Cause you know I'm all the players. And you love the This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. A little basketball news for you. A couple of players who uh, should be on the move. Looks like P.J. Tucker is going to be gone here. Not sad about it. I, I like PJ, but he's just 
if he's got any value, get him out of here. Yeah, I mean, to me, if, if you can get something for P.J., if you can actually get something for Eric Gordon, if somebody wants Victor Oladipo. I know people don't like the idea. Well, Eric Gordon's hurt now. He's not going anywhere. He's out four to six weeks, it looks like. Uh, He'll be back for the trade deadline. Get I, him out of here. I think I, oh, people, don't, people don't like to talk about tanking like it's some sort of a a big sin, but I, I'm you, you got nothing to play for. I, I'm all for losing every game you possibly can lose. Set yourself up as well as you can for the future at this point because this team is the terrible. Win, the wins are meaningless at this stage. And, and the thing about it is you can tank all you want. doesn't mean you're going to get a top four pick. Nope. So, but what have they lost, 14 in a row now? Yeah. When was the last time they covered? Uh, they covered one in that stretch. Okay. It was like, uh, I think in the middle of it, they covered one. But yeah, trade PJ, trade all these guys, get something back. And- yeah. With uh, Eric Gordon, according to Woj's report, Teams are now not going to trade for him because the trade deadline is the 25th, so that's 13 days away. Oh, okay. They oh. don't want him with four to six weeks Yeah, that he's going to be out, and he's still got a year of big money left on his contract. And then you might be able to trade him in the offseason. Yeah, they are... that's your hope now. Well, you, I mean, you... the Rockets don't want him either. Why do the Rockets have to have him if they don't want him? Oh, I guess because they signed him. Yeah. They trade him for Deshaun? <laughs> There's a thought. Ugh. I'm so I, I I'm I mean I'm at the point where especially after listening to I, I'm gonna call him Bob Cully from now on. <laughs> He's just Bob. But after listening to him yesterday and listening to Nick today and have have them dance around this whole thing, it, it's like, okay, I'm I'm ready to be done with this and everybody move on and then the Texans can be as big a joke as the Rockets are right now. At least the Rockets I have some hope for down the road future yeah they they tanked cool i need the texans to do the same thing but it's not really tanking if you don't have a pick until the third round so no they're at least admitting what they're doing for the most part yeah and i think they're they're gonna let silas keep his job because he's you know he's doing what they tell him to do and hopefully in a couple years they'll be built back up Boy, my allergies really kicked in today for some reason. I don't know if it's just because it got warm and all of a sudden there's stuff flying around the air again. Maybe you smoked a bunch of pot. I wish. <laughs> I, w- I really wish that. I, I don't know if you, I was telling the Twitchers about this, but I stopped to get a an energy drink on the way in, and there was I was listening to the other station because it was it was the interview, and so I was sitting in the car for a second. And this delightful young lady next to me was in her car, and I noticed she's rolling something. And then she basically lights it up and starts uh, filling the car with smoke, then politely drives off. Well, that's, and I'm like, you know, if I had just at some point met this woman in a different place, that could be a future ex-wife. <laughs> I mean, Fred Davis brought me some CBD uh, pre-rolls today. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm eager to try those. I mean, he says they're good stuff, so I'll I'll take his word for it. I um, I say I'll take his word for it. I'm, I'm no, gonna you're gonna actually yeah, you'll it try out it and then you can say yeah, you know, just. I mean, I I I like CBD when I don't have actual. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. THC is the the best part, certainly. Yeah, and fortunately, I've got plenty of that. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just and she was kind of cute. You're not not gorgeous, but just you know, 
I, I think, but lighting up a joint right there in a parking lot where people can see you, that kind of took her from like a six to about an eight in my mind. All right. So, man. It's, it's funny how quickly she can move up the scale, but Nick Casario, it's very difficult. You know what? If Nick Casario would light up a joint with me, I'd give him a couple points, just like I did her. Now, I don't know her. I mean, I was totally judging her on looks, which is, you know, very um, shallow. Yeah, it's very shallow. It's very piggish. I, I, I guess I still kind of wonder if you're being too harsh on Nick. Uh, I mean, I I don't know enough about the guy to know if he's like a total dope or not. I, I, I think that just like everybody else, he's a little bit hamstrung in what he's actually allowed to do. Um, so I don't know. I, I you're, mean, you're trying, you're, you're wanting, I'm to, not trying to defend him. No, I, no, you're wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt, which yeah. is usually what I do. You're, you're usually the one who judges people unfairly. And I'm usually the one who gives them the benefit of the doubt. So you're just trying to flip the script here. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. I've maybe I've softened in my, <laughs> in my old age. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I started giving him the benefit of the doubt when they hired him. Because a lot of people who I respect tell me, you know what, this guy's actually pretty good. He knows what he's doing. And then I saw his press conference. Like, meh, meh, okay, meh. this is uh, this is your typical coach speak from a GM. This this is a guy who's reading from the playbook. And what I heard today was pretty much the same thing. It's like I'm not really going to answer any questions. I'm just going to talk about general stuff with team building and being on the same page. And doing what's best for the team and all that stuff. So, um, I, like I said, I'll judge him on his actions. And so far, yeah, I, I don't mind these signings. Um, I think the, the Kirksey signing's fine. Uh, you know, renegotiating with Brandon Cooks, that's fine. I mean, you're, you're going to need that guy. Probably the only receiver you have right now. Um, and, so far, the signings have been okay. They're the kind of guys that they need. Yeah. But then he brought back David Johnson. That was a big negative. Man, what is the point of that? Especially you're going to bring in Mark Ingram. That was almost like I, I guess I just assumed that he was going to be cut no matter what. Like I didn't picture a, a, a way that the Texans would keep him. But then I started to think about it. And we've talked about this before. So the Texans are one of these teams that, like, once they do, once they make a move, they want to make sure that. They maximize what they like. They want to make it look as dumb, as little as possible, like it was a dumb move. So they'll ride it as long as they can. When we talked last year at the trade deadline about trading Brandon Cooks, it's like I, I said they're not going to trade him because they gave up a second rounder for him. They're not going to get that back, so they're not going to trade him. Uh, I, I kind of think that's that's one of their moves. Is they're just like you know what? It'll look bad if we do this. And David Johnson, considering he was, disgustingly enough, a major part of the comeback on the DeAndre Hopkins trade, they want to make it look like this guy is a, a real contributor. But nobody's that stupid. Not, there's, there is not, no matter how hardcore of a Texans fan you are, if you're the guy with Toro tattooed on his penis, you're that, not... That's look- overkill. I think it'd be kind of cool, actually. But do it then. I'm not. No, because I I'm not even wearing Texans gear anymore. How why would I get Toro on my penis? Not happening. Because it'd be hot. No, it wouldn't. Not not because that that's the ultimate representing the the Texans, and that's never happening. But the 
the thing is, no matter how hardcore you are, you can't look at that and say, well, I'm glad we kept David Johnson because he was part of the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Yeah. I think everybody realizes what a horrible trade that was, what a dumb idea it was, and I think they judge him based on that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5. and ESPN 92.5. Real Fun Sports. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. You know, I've, I've decided I hate everything about the Texans now. Every single thing. For, for years when O'Brien was here, I said, man, at least I got some players that I love rooting for. Yeah. Those are gone. Those guys are all gone. I don't even love rooting for Deshaun. Well, now at this point, yeah, I don't want to root for Deshaun because I think he's being a baby. So my opinion of him has changed. So there's nothing about this organization that I like. Not even garbage. Nothing. Garbage. I'm I'm open to anything. Help me out. Throw me a. I can't. I I was more of the fan side than the two of y'all have ever been. But I cannot stand this team anymore. I have nothing to look for. I don't care anymore. I just I have no emotional attachment at all. Well, how could you? Because your emotional attachment is to owner Easterby. That's it. That's who. That's who's running the show. I started looking because we were talking about the other day with the Patriots having such a big calorie or uh, cap sal- salary cap space. I started looking at futures, and I was like, oh, well, they're plus 3,500. That's not bad if they can just solidify a good quarterback and spend that money wisely. Well, they did. And Cam I, Newton. Oh, yeah, definitely. Locked but him up, baby. I started looking at it, and not once did it ever occur to me, like, hey, what did the Texans? Because I don't care. I'm looking for a new team to actually cheer on, but at the same time now, I think I'm just going to be dedicated to whoever I bet on. Well, that yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's other teams that you can enjoy. Like I enjoy watching the Chiefs play. I enjoy watching I, Patrick Mahomes. I play. will I will tune tune in for a Chiefs game whenever I can. I love watching the Saints play. I'll tune in for a Saints game. I enjoy watching the Buffalo Bills. I'm not afraid to admit it. Hand up. Thank you, Fred. Uh, I will watch them. I don't need to watch. I think these that's fights. only because you love me. No, it's not that. That's not it at all. Oh, I pretty much loathe every fiber of your being. <laughs> But. I enjoy Russell Wilson's game. If he goes to the Bears, I'll cheer for them. I don't yeah, care. Well, you I just, know what? I like the Bears, too, because, you know, I've spent so much time in Chicago for a while, and it's kind of why I like the Blackhawks a little bit. So, I, and it's, I don't, The Black what? Uh, stop. Jeez. And, and you wonder why I hate you. But, uh, no, it's... it's uh, I, I mean, there's very few teams that I'm, like, emotionally attached to. Like, UH, football, basketball, for sure. Don't care about anything else over there. Sorry, baseball and track and all that. But, um... Obviously, the Maple Leafs. That's about it. I, and I still like other hockey teams, though. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I follow the hell out of the Leafs, but I also, I'll, I like the Blackhawks. I like the Knights. Um, 
pretty much any original six team that's not Montreal or Boston, I'll root for. Um, unless you're playing the Leafs. And and the Riders, and I was really getting into the Roughnecks. But it was more of a fun thing than it was. Roughnecks. Um, oh, I want that team to win. So, all right, you, you, you have... Uh, you have beef with me, and I have beef with you. So okay, let's let's, let's get it out in the open here. Uh, that movie that you talked me into, that movie sucks. You were going to watch it anyway. Don't, don't I, act like I talked you and into now it. Now, that is true. I was going to watch it anyway, but you were like, oh, yeah, this is good. And you almost like made me feel bad for not watching it fast enough. It's a terrible, terrible movie with almost, uh, actually, I won't say almost, with no redeeming quality. Like, it, the idea of it was nice. But at some point, they it's late in the movie, and I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. And what, what's the movie called? It's I called care I a care lot. a lot. So if you haven't seen it, then tune out for a minute because there will be spoilers here. There is a point in the movie where they're literally trying to make these two women, really this one woman and her her girlfriend, they're trying to make them seem like the heroes of the movie. But never at any point was I cheering for them in the movie. And not in like a way like, ooh, I'm cheering for the bad guys. It was a way like, they are the worst people. I don't want them to have any success. And then it was like, the music and all that was like making it sound like, ooh, yeah, this, they're, they're doing this, this, this. And it's, they're, they're getting their revenge. And then there were so many unrealistic scenes. Again, spoiler alert. When she drove her car into the quarry and somehow she was able to hold her breath even though she was fully panicking for long enough to remove the uh, the headrest from the back of her seat and then kick the back window out like she's some sort of a Navy SEAL even though she's like flailing and panicking while she's in the car even to get her seatbelt. She would have been dead. Zero times out of 100 would she have survived that. Except I'll... I'll dispute that a little bit. That is a movie trope that we see all the time. Okay, fine. All right. Yeah, you then, want to criticize them for using a trope? Fine. Then, but that happens all the time in the movies. Uh, she goes back to her apartment where her girlfriend is basically dead on the floor from CO2 poisoning. She turns off the stove, which was on, and suddenly she can breathe just fine. It's no big deal now that she's in a room full of CO2. She's able to drag her girlfriend out. And as soon as they get out, guess what happens? An explosion. So now their apartment's exploded. But somehow they had a kit that had like tasers and uh, tranquilizers that they just had laying around that they were able to just use. No big deal. It was it was freaking absurd. All right. First off, three thoughts here. Um, at no point were you supposed to... Th- think they're the heroes of the story. There are no heroes in this story. I said that all along. It's dark. They're all dislikable. That's part of That was part of what they were going for. So if you hate the characters, well, guess what? They succeeded. That was what they were doing. Uh, and the whole point of... I mean, she was the... I mean, she was the main character, but in no way was she a hero. She was a scumbag. What she was doing was scummy as hell. I loved it. I like bad guys. And so I thought it was, I, I, and I like dark, and I thought it was dark. And yes, it, were there some unrealistic things? Yeah, I mean, but it also had a little person. And one of my that, favorites. That part was good. Yeah. I'll give him that. So, 
I, uh, I thought, as somebody who tends to root for the bad guys, unless they're Nazi seat recliners, um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it had. I thought it was dark. I thought it ended well. Um, I thought it ended the only way it could. But you know, I think uh, I I get why it's not for everybody because most of the time I'm the guy saying. I need somebody to root for in the movie. Yeah. There's nobody to root for. No one. But that's okay in this case because I know that going in. It's like, God, I hate them all. And and I even, I'll tell you who else I hate. All right. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the end, turn your radio down. The goofball guy who got mad over his mom who winds up doing the deed in the end. He's mm-hmm. unlikable. There's nothing likable about him because he is insane. So... Yeah, that was, uh, and then, but my, my beef with you is you're always like when people say, oh, I hate this radio show and they tweet it out and they make a big deal about how I'm not going to listen again. How is that any different than you tweeting out about how much you thought a movie sucked? Well, I've tweeted out my opinion on a movie. Well, people are tweeting out opinions on you and your movies, show. Movies are different than radio shows. How so? Because our show is on every day. And if you don't like it, you don't have to listen every day. There's tons of other channels out there. I dedicated tons my time. Of other movies you can watch. I dedicated my time to watch and this somebody movie. Somebody dedicated their time to listen terrible. to you, and you were terrible. Okay, fine. I took advice from you, and it sucked. Well, and also, guess what? I didn't do. I didn't at the people who made that movie, did I? <laughs> I see people who don't at you either, and they just oh, God, please. that show is so awful. No, if I, if someone doesn't at me and says that my show sucks, you think I ever see it? You think uh, I'm like oh, a, the kind of person who you, searches that stuff? No, Come but on. you know damn well that the the Twitter tattletales are telling you because you've commented on that before. I'm just saying. And sorry, you didn't like the movie. I enjoyed it. That movie sucks. Yeah. I hate that lady Guess too. What? Well, and now that, I will that's give your, her credit. That's your problem. You hate her, and, she, and you're a misogynist. No, I will. She's gi- the main character. I will give her credit because she, the one thing that she does do, is she is a master of playing a, a woman that you just despise. And she did the same role in Gone Girl. Uh, yeah, now, I did not like her there, which... She was a vile, terrible person. And I was like, oh, my God, I hate her so much. So I will give her... The, and that that's kind of her move now, I guess. That's her where she's typecast. I, not what I would be going for if I were her, but okay. Uh, but she is that, she's the girl who you're like, oh my God, she's the worst possible human. I hate her so, so much. I give her credit. She, she plays that role. Well, she, she is a master of that because she is the most unlikable evil woman. You realize this, that she's acting right. Uh, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm giving her credit for <laughs> yeah, her acting. Well, no, because and it's, and it's funny. And just uh, as an aside, there's some people, some actors that, you know, you, you see them as bad guys or, or all this, and then you meet them in person, and they're just the sweetest human beings you'll ever meet. And you're like, how could you play that no, character? No, yeah, she plays that role incredibly well because she did it in Gone Girl, and I was like, the whole time I watched Gone Girl, I was so angry, uh, and she did it again. So I, I, I give her kudos as an actress, not that you know, not her character, which, was again, I, I despised, but... As an actress, she did do a good job of of, of playing that, that horrible, horrible role. So, credit where it's due, at least. Well, there you go. A bunch of people tell me how much they loved it. I didn't. I'm not saying I loved it. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. 
it's not one I'm going to go watch every single time it comes on, but I like the fact that it was different, that I didn't like any of the characters. None of them were likable. Not even Peter Dinklage. Although, you have to admit, if you don't smile whenever you see him waddle into a room, uh, come on, we all do. I didn't like that. I didn't like the beard that he had, to be honest. <laughs> but I don't feel like small people should have beards, period. Uh, That's an unpopular opinion, but I stand by okay. it. Okay. But you know what? I'm I'm totally okay that you didn't like it. I don't really care because I enjoyed it. And I, and I know it's a movie not a lot of people are going to like because she is she is very unlikable. And her girlfriend was unlikable, too. She was. She makes me want to say the C word. Now, you know, I would never say that on the radio, certainly. But she makes God, me that's think That's why that. I wish we were on in England. She makes me think that word for sure. Yeah. But I, I like the fact that uh, she might not be one, but she's got tendencies. <laughs> the, the one thing I, I didn't really like, because I thought the ending wound up being very predictable, it kind of turned into what was the point. I mean, I, that that was, a, I mean, he could have done that two years before. Yeah. And none of the stuff ever happens and the movie never happens. So that, and by the way, a offensive. Russian mobster never just has like a change, like, you know what would have made the movie good is if he convinced her to start a company and then he killed her himself. Yeah, that would have worked out very well. Once because she, got, she got played. Yeah. How do we but, know he didn't pay the other guy, though? I don't know. Because that guy was already, he was already, they showed it earlier that he was a loon. Yeah, might have been a loon who got paid. <laughs> uh, a lot of people, well, Flea started a greatest villain in movie history thing. And I always thought it was Darth Vader until he turned wuss. I can't really get that out of my mind. That's like the the bad ending of a movie that you, you. It's like the end of Sons of Anarchy, for instance. Can't get that out of my mind. So I don't know that I can have Vader number one anymore. Mentions Kaiser Soze. That's a good one. Uh, there's there's a lot of good villain, but see, a good villain is like Kaiser Soze. You admire the hell out of, yeah. right? I mean, even though he's a criminal and he kills a bunch of people. There's parts of where you go, oh, he did, he did that well. Your, your thought is that guy is badass. So to me, and and the Joker, you know, I, I admire a lot about the Joker. That's what makes a great villain. Even Thanos. I Seriously, guys, walk around your neighborhood and think, wouldn't this be better if half these people were gone? Thanos had it right. Quick break. It's the Blitz at ESPN 97.5, 92. See the hit glue in my mouth and I'll be grinning. Hundred bands in my pocket, it's on me. Hundred deep when I roll like the army. Get my bottles, these bottles are lonely. It's a moment when I show up, got them saying wow. Hundred bands in my pocket. The Blitz, Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. And I know we kind of, I don't know how we got on this, but we were talking to Twitch about villains and people were uh, talking about Gus, Gus Fring in uh, Breaking Bad slash Mm -hmm. Better Call Saul. I still think uh, I still think Mike was the best of those guys because he was he's the best character. He's he was a villain, but he you know he was a likable villain. It's also hard to cheer against old people. 
Oh, I do it all the time. Like if someone feels like they're almost sort of invalid. Like pretty much any movie Clint Eastwood has made in the last few years where he plays a mule or a cranky old man. Uh, I, I don't, I can't root for him. <laughs> now go back to Unforgiven. You know, when, you know, when he was likable in that, when he was drunk and, and shooting everybody. Yeah. That was the best part of the whole thing. And that movie's what, 20 years old now. So he wasn't even that old then. But yes, I, I, I can't root for Eastwood anymore. So we teased this in the, uh, maybe we teased it on Twitch, but the guy who, uh, who was calling the Norman High School girls basketball game against Midwest City in Oklahoma? Do you have audio of it? No, that was on air. Oh, okay, we did it on air. Yeah, the so he said, "Here's his statement, his press release." I, Matt Rowan, on Thursday, March 11th, 2021, most regrettably made some statements that cannot be taken back during the Norman High School girls basketball game against Midwest City. I made inappropriate and racist comments believing that the microphone was off. However, let me state immediately that is no excuse such comments should have never been uttered. I am a family man. I am married, have two children, and at one time was a youth pastor. I continue to be a member of the Baptist Church. I have not only embarrassed and disappointed myself, I have embarrassed and disappointed my family and friends. I will state that I suffer type 1 diabetes, and during the game, my sugar was spiking. While not excusing my remarks, it is not unusual when my sugar spikes that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. That is the Bro. worst thing. You know what? I'll give you one excuse you could have used that I would have actually listened to. I have Tourette's and I have no control over what comes out of my mouth sometimes. Of course, you wouldn't be doing basketball games, theoretically. But otherwise, that's that's awful. Oh, and I go to church. And yeah, I, and I, I've got kids. Oh, well, guess what? There's a lot of racists with kids. Hey, man, you, f- that. You know who else had kids? Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Osama bin Laden had like 15 yeah. kids. Yeah. You know who else has kids? Seat recliners. That's <laughs> true. All right, let's uh, let's do the. Uh, uh, and here's somebody, before we get to the gem of the day, somebody mentioned Boyd Crowder might be one of the most likable villains. Oh, he's a great villain. He's a great villain, and he's a badass, but if you ever see him interviewed, he's nothing like Boyd Crowder. No. He is just the most, he's just the most gentle human being you will ever meet. And well, that's what makes that such a great show. And that, well, and that's what makes a great actor. I mean, is is things like that. Well, and we've talked about, uh, Banshee, which is in a way is kind of cool because there's not necessarily established good and bad guys because everybody's got a little good and bad in them, and they're, yeah. but they're all likable. That's the thing. But like the 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 most the, the guy that's considered the real bad guy is uh, what's her name's uh, uncle, uh, the the hot chick's uncle, and Clay, the guy that Matt Roch plays, is is his bodyguard. Yeah. We find Clay to be an incredibly likable character. Yeah, yeah, he's a badass. And and again, and, and as much as as Maddie was on the show, he's nothing like that character. No, he's, no. Just, he's just such a great human being who really loves his craft. And that character was was a, a, a cyborg man. He was the Terminator. 
And but but all of those uh, and that that show and I'll always love that show because they were the, one of the first ones that you know interacted with people on Twitter after every episode and really grew a following that way. And, and it's fun to see a lot of them go on and have some success. Um, the I guess I can't was it William Thorson was that the the uh, Amish mob boss? Yeah, he wound up in blacklist for a while. Um, you know, obviously Homelander, Homelander. Uh, you know, he's, he's gone on to do that. So it, it's, um, but all of those, well, characters- the hot chick, uh, with Lily, Lily Simmons. Yeah. She ended up in, uh, uh, what's that? A true detective. Yeah. So they've all kind of gone on to do stuff. And I, uh, I think that those characters all had depth. Even the, remember the badass. Uh, Native American guy who was like whack whack the girl and all that. Yeah. Even even he had there was some about him I liked because he was just a machine, but you could believe why he was so angry at stuff. And that to me is is just great. Chayton was that? His yeah, name? Chayton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably liked him the least. Don't get me wrong, but I found things to like about him. So, what a great show. <laughs> Somebody said Zerline just started Banshee and he crowbars it into everything. He's so oh, obnoxious a, with it. It's the best show, though. It is so great. There's so much violence and, and yeah. nudity. It's like, it's, it's really the uh, the best written show ever. It, it's up there. And it, got, uh, well, I it mean, got out at the right time. And it was it was one of those that I, I just found by accident one day because I was watching Cinemax and there was episode three and, and I watched five minutes of it and I'm like, holy bleep, what is this? And I had to go back and watch it. And you will not find an episode where you're like, oh, this one's kind of lame. It's not really moving the story along. Right. Like, even if the story doesn't get moved along, you're never bored because there's always ultra violence or sex. And, and when it ended, I thought it ended well, but I didn't want it to end. I didn't either. I, I would have loved another season. But what I, I really enjoyed, like, that, like they had episodes kind of out of nowhere. Like when he winds up in the RV with the guy who says you're not in the book. Like that episode, that I don't know where the hell that guy came from, and it was just fantastic. It was such a good show. If you've never seen it, you you really need to watch it. And then if you don't like it, then you can bitch at us for saying, "Hey, it was I liked it," like AJ did. Um, let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. Um. All right, this this is one of those headlines that is a no bleep headline. Like you hear it and you go, "Really? Did they really have to study this to come up with this?" College men are more willing to help women with erect nipples, according to new research. Agreed. Not do, just college men, all men. All men. Do we really need research on this? Yeah, that's. And you, as a nipple guy, I mean, I know it's all you care about, uh, but. They actually did a study in the in research published in the Evolutionary Behavioral Sciences magazine. Can I just say we're not evolving if that's the case? Right. That, there's not a single guy who's not going to look at that and say, "Ooh, okay, yeah, I'll help." Um, but they had previously found that for men, nipple erection serves as an indicator of sexual arousal. So men perceive women with nipple erection as sexually aroused. How does this affect their behavior toward them? So. They had, researchers had 421 heterosexual college students view a very view a slideshow of various women in real world settings. There were two versions of each image. 
One photo with visible nipple erection and another photo without. After every photo, the participants answer a set of questions about their perception of each woman and their likelihood of engaging in various altruistic behaviors toward her, such as lending her $100. All of this research basically led us exactly where we would think, right? Yeah. The vast majority are for erect nipples. Yeah. Who doesn't like that? Um, you know what? I'm going to go with... You don't like it? No, no. I, I, I'm i for it. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm when not, your wife walks in in a, like just a tank top and no bra, and they're like... Brr. That makes yeah, my day, I man. don't really pay attention to that. But um, <laughs> I would uh, I would just say this kind of study... This is where like when people want to worship science for everything... I'm just going to tell you, these people just wanted to see erect nipples. That's the whole thing. This is really a porno study, and you're hiding it under evolutionary behavioral sciences. We know this. We don't need to study this. They took your tax dollars to do it. Uh, I don't know if it was tax dollars. I don't either, but there's a lot of grants out there for stupid research on graduate degrees and college campuses. (laughs) And, I mean, come on. Anyway, that's your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. Uh, <laughs> Astro Men Light Boobs. Science. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta grind. The study took place in the Walmart frozen food section. Uh, amazing. All right, quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. ESPN 97.5. 